You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello, I say. I say hello. Hello and welcome to My Man with Stephen Taylor. And this week, we're going to be talking about lots and lots of things. And we're going to be talking about the subtleness of all those crazy stereotypes in the Looney Tunes. Hello, and welcome. Welcome back to another exciting, riveting, edge-of-your-seat, action-packed, episode of My Mind with Stephen Taylor. I am, of course, Stephen Taylor. And this week, I'm not joined by anyone. This is just a solo show. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the Soprano specials. I know it was a little bit long at two hours. We really um, really crammed a lot of information in that two hours. Um, it was really fun, though. I had lots of fun. Shout out to my, my main man, Simon Ricketts, the Capitan. It was it was really really fun. It was actually it was so nice to talk to someone because I'm still in a lockdown. It was nice to talk to someone because he'd just come out of his, so he knew what was going on outside of four walls. And not that I don't know what's going on, but he um, definitely seen a lot more sunshine that didn't involve his backyard which was nice. And it was good to talk about Sopranos. I really love the Sopranos, but we'll save that for the next one. We should, we should have another one out in the next, um, we've got to give it a bit of time, you know, because yeah, I think he's, you know, he's busy. I'm busy. So we'll, we'll see how we go. If you, if you guys really enjoyed it, you know, let us know, let us know in the, um, in the comments on the Facebook group or the Facebook page on my mind podcast or on the Instagram. Let, let us know if you, if you really dug that kind of style of team up and we'll, we'll do more. We'll do more team ups. I think it's nice to hear from other people besides myself all the time because you can't only get like one opinion. It's nice to get someone else's as well, I would say. But uh, yeah, it was really fun. We had to, because um, the episode before we did, we, we had a couple of technical difficulties and we lost like half of the show. We lost like half of the episode, which is really frustrating. So we had to cram the end of that show in and then all of season two in. So, you know, that's how we ended up with uh, a two hour show. But it was really fun. It was really cool. Anyway, um, so what's been going on? Well, that's good. I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to hear that you're all going okay, as well as anyone can go. We're not here to talk about um, the pending coronavirus lockdowns and riots and stuff like that. I do want to talk a little bit about Afghanistan and how strong those people are for, um, well, just, just stay in the course, braving through it. I won't get like too political or too crazy. I'll, um, I'll just say my heart goes out to all the Afghani people and I do hope that it all, just works out somehow because <laughs> it's all you can hope for. I'm not here to push some, you know, some idealistic view about 
how they should do it and how they should change or how they shouldn't change. I'm just here to say I hope it all goes well and it's all sweet. That's all I care about. I just care about the quality of human life and human life as 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 the experience. That's all that matters for me is that people have a good time, people enjoy their lives and people have happy lives. That's all that matters. I'm pure pacifist these days. You know, we all had that kind of angsty teenage stage or that rebellious 20s and stuff like that. But as I've gotten older, I'm being like more and more, more and more of a pacifist, which I'm quite happy to be, you know. I think martial arts has helped um, change change my perspective on how I see violence as well, which is really good. It's really helped my state of mind. Instead of thinking of, I always think of the darkest dungeons, so to speak, but it's really given me perspective on how to control your emotions, how to slow down, not panic, just breathe, get through the situation, and then work your next step. Breathe, work through the station, walk through the through the situation, sorry, and then take the next step, which, you know, could be boring for some people, but I feel like that's a good way to kind of live your life. You get through one situation, breathe, reset, take on the next one. Um, yeah, which is good. A couple of my um, friends had a baby and they've taken him home, so congrats. You guys know who you are. Whether you listen to this or not, you know, like my heart goes out to you. It's, it's awesome that... You guys are taking the steps and becoming parents and yeah, it's a cool thing. I think one of my favorite things these days is, is being a parent. Yeah. It's just nice. It's just a nice, it's a nice feeling. Even though I would like one more, I'm quite, I'm very happy with the one I have. Yeah. I'm very happy with my lifestyle and my life at the moment. And he's, he's a good kid. So I'm happy with that. Um, he's itching to itching to get on this show which um we'll see we'll see what happens well, i'd like to talk marvel with him well that'll probably be another two-hour show as well it'll just be us talking about marvel and marvel oriented content so look out for that um but i've i've kind of set up like a kind of false kind of room where i do all my gaming activities and i, I play a little bit of guitar in here and I um, do my podcast in here instead of on the desk where I can look at the lake, <laughs> look at the water. Like I'm, I'm kind of stuck to this, um, these four walls in here, which is, um, it's nice. I just need to like, I don't know. I need a plant <laughs> or something, something to breathe a bit of oxygen in this, in this room or something like that. So yeah, we'll see how we go. It's, it's nice. It's nice to come here. It, it um, kind of disconnects me from, like my kind of household, no, from just like, it's just a room with my space, you know, like my wife has her desk where she studies at or, which is still connected to the lounge room. So it's not quite like optimum privacy, but yeah. Anyway, so I did mention that I recently watched the Looney Tunes um, oh, not the Looney Tunes. We just watched uh, the new Space Jam starring LeBron James. And I didn't mind it as a wholesome family movie. I think it really ticked a lot of boxes and really um, it did what it needed to do. But there was a lot of things that 
I just wasn't on board with as far as not even like being nostalgic as to the the Michael Jordan one that came out in kind of my time era in 1998, I want to say. But it was, I, I just didn't think anyone could act worse than Michael Jordan <laughs> and LeBron. You're like, you really, really kind of ticked that box for me. I thought that he just, <laughs> he did what he said happens when athletes are in movies. Yeah. He said, you know, it doesn't end well. And sure enough, it didn't end well. And then they made all the, you know, it's a bit, it's not really a plot twist because I'm sure they showed in the trailer and it came out like a little while ago. So the spoiler alert, if I am spoiling anything, I'm very, very sorry. But they did, they took this weird turn and made like the Looney Tunes like 3D, which is just, uh, I wasn't on board with, like, I don't know, <laughs> in my mind, it just didn't work. You know, I just thought, why are they, why are they not, why are they not cartoons? Like, they're cartoons. They need to, be, like, stay cartoons, you know? It'd be weird if you watched, like, if they redid, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I really hope they do not, and they made, like, Roger Rabbit 3D. That would be weird. Yeah. That would be crazy. Or even, like, Looney Tunes back in action. They did, like, that style of movie and made it 3D. Ah. Uh, I think it's better if they stay as cartoons because that's where they have like more um, connectivity to like the older, older generation and like my generation. And you got to remember like the Looney Tunes been out since 1936 <laughs> or something like that. Like they've been around for a very, very long time. And so it's nice to see them reconnect and get thrown back into like popular culture, which is really nice to see. I always like that. I like that when like something from my childhood gets thrown onto the next um, kind of series of, of children. <laughs> like they try to do it with G.I. Joe. It's like they tried to do the G.I. Joe movies and they, because, you know, G.I. Joe, well, I don't know if you know, maybe you know, but they, they did the G.I.G. movie, G.I.G., G.I. Joe movies, uh, sorry, action figures in the 80s and early 90s and they had the TV show and that was like the the kids that had those toys and uh, we didn't have it when I was young. We had Action Man in, a, in Australia and he was just like G.I. Joe but action orientated. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to, I don't remember the song but I feel like he was like just a rip off of G.I. Joe. Yeah. But he was Action Man. It was cool. Um, I remember playing with these, with these, um, I was playing with my friend back in year, maybe five. Yeah, maybe year five or six or something like that. And we were like, you know, playing like Action Man or whatever. And because I, I was darker, I was like always the sidekick. And like, because he was white, he was like Action Man, even though I was not necessarily built like Action Man, but I feel like I had more in common with Action Man, being more action orientated. But, you know, he was like this pasty white kid, so, you know, he can be Action Man, whatever. And we're playing in, like, his backyard, climbing trees and, like, you know, doing Action Man stuff, doing somersaults and free rolls on the ground and stuff. And we were, like, playing with, like, the Action Man guns, like, holding the guns, like the tiny guns that would fit onto, like, a little model. Of like an action figure kind of thing. And 
I remember because he had to have the action man stuff, so he got like the assault rifles and the RPGs and like bazookas and stuff like that. And you know, because I was the psychic, I had to have like this, you know, dagger <laughs> and like a little like pistol thing. So, because I couldn't do like mainstream, I was like minor action man. He was like major action man. I was like minor action man. <laughs> I think that was like the sidekick. No, I don't know. And he he was, you know, like, you know, going pew, 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 like whatever. And I was like, pew, 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 pew. And then I got to a point, I was like, I just don't, I think I'm just going to use my hand as a gun. And he was like, yeah, but that'll just, that won't be a real gun though. That'll just be your hand as a gun. And I was like, Can, why don't we just pretend that my hand is a gun? And then I don't have to carry around this like tiny pistol and dagger. It's like, if you want to, but it won't be a real gun. It it just won't be. It's not a real knife or a real gun. It's just your hands. And I was like, ah, oh, you're really like taking this to the extreme, man. Like <laughs> you really think that because you got like a, a little plastic RPG, like you can't pretend that I can like mime one <laughs> with my hands. Like I'm a kid. I, I can do that. <laughs> You know, there's my Action Man story. They had a TV show as well. They actually had a theme park in Sydney um, called Wonderland, and they used to have, like, a spectacle of, like, the Action Man, like, characters. It was like, you know, Epcot in America, like the Disney World there. You know, they had, like, the Marvel Avengers Academy or whatever, and, you know, they're doing flips and stuff, and they do shows. That was like Action Man. Except you just rolled around. It was like Rambo. That's what he looked like. He looked like Rambo. Except he was more like, looked more like Clark Gable, you know, like more old school. Didn't have the pencil moustache or whatever, but yeah, Action Man was cool. He was cool, man. Yeah, I feel like I know the theme song, but I don't want to say it for like copyright infringement. Not that anyone's ever gonna like jump in and go like, yeah, yeah, we got you now. You know, the Action Man company is gonna come and. Give me a cease and desist, but you never know, so I won't. Um, yeah, so going back to what I was blabbling on about, um, yeah, Space Jam, look, it's a good movie, but I, I think if you're looking for gripping cinema, um, maybe try something else because <laughs> it's good for kids and it's good for nostalgia, but it doesn't feed the same nostalgia. Like this, this story for the first one was it all centered around Michael Jordan and how he was going to be like the attraction at this ride. In this one, it was more about his relationship, how he like, it's almost like saying that LeBron is like a bad dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause he doesn't listen to his son. Only wants his son to do like one thing and not do the, not do video games or whatever the plot is. So I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it just wasn't my cup of tea, but we watched another one. I know this isn't like a, an official like movie review thing, but you know, this is the stuff that I do like in lockdown. You, I can talk about GTA for hours if you want, cause that's all I've been doing. Otherwise I've just been playing heaps and heaps of GTA with my brother. Yeah. And my, my friends as well, of course. Um, but 
Yeah, it's been it's been good. I'll talk about GTA for a little bit. It's been awesome because uh, since I the last time I was into GTA Online, it was about four or five years ago, maybe maybe less, um, maybe four years ago, and they had a lot of stuff. They didn't have that much stuff, and now going back, they have heaps of stuff. You can buy like yachts, you can buy like penthouses in casinos, you can rob casinos, you can buy like video game arcades, you can buy a nightclub, you can buy an auto shop now, you can do like tuna races. It's like the Fast and the Furious franchise packed into like a GTA game. Like it's it's pretty cool, you know, the the, the stuff I've done is awesome. So, you know, I'm like heavily involved in that. I'm doing heists, I'm like making heaps of money, I'm living my best GTA life, you know. I'm like a millionaire on that game. I'm not one in real life, unfortunately, but that's cool. I can be one in a video game. That's sick. Um, (laughs) So, you know, that's happening. And, yeah, we're just having a a cracker of a good time. It's really nice to, like, play games with my brother because it it brings back a lot of memories of how we used to play games, like, when we were younger, you know. Like, most weekends we would just, like, camp out and... Not camp out, but, like, stay up late and play video games, basically. (laughs) I remember my brother and I stayed up all night to do, like, a... It was, like, a 12-hour race on, like, Gran Turismo 2, like, on the PlayStation with just the control. And, you know, that sucked. And it was, you know, because we, like, planned our lives around this, like, 12-hour or 24-hour race or whatever it was. I think it was a 12-hour. But... Could you could you imagine now trying to like as busy as your life is? Could you imagine now planning your life around a twelve hour like video game session? Not not sped up time either. Like you have to sit there and play this game for twelve hours. You can't pause, reset, or whatever. You know you've got to like pit in, change tires, and race around a, a track for for twelve hours. Like that's a lot of time to commit. You know I can barely get. I can get about maybe five or six hours of game time in a day and then I try and spend at least like an hour and a half or two hours, maybe three hours like working out and then I'm working eight to 13 hours a day and then I um, try and sleep and then in there somewhere I hang out with my son (laughs) and my wife. (laughs) So it's like a lot to cram into a day or even a week and then you've got your household duties and stuff so like today i'm having a rest day i'm i'm, I'm just gonna do some push-ups and stuff i'm not gonna go too hard so I've, I've been running around my yard like a freak right anyway it's been good though i like you know it's like interval you know like you sprint I, because my yard's on an angle I, I think i said it before i sprint up the yard and then i you know jog back and then i sprint back up it and yeah it's good it's good for the soul just to keep the keep the blood going especially when you're in lockdown you need stuff you just need stuff to keep you going um but yeah what was i saying yeah so we watched another movie like we've just been watching like movies we watched that jungle cruise the uh rock movie with emily blunt jack whitehall and edgar ramirez and paul giamatti which is like underrated awesome he was like really good in that movie for how little he was in it. It was actually cool because, um, you know, spoilers, he's like an Italian like boat, <laughs> river boat mogul or something. So he like, he has like the monopoly of boats uh, <laughs> on on the Amazon river. And cause it's the rock, he like just, it 
has to take place in the jungle and has to have jungle myths and stuff. Um, because he likes the jungle. I don't know if you know. He's bringing jungles back. He's doing for jungles what, like, Schwarzenegger and Rambo did. You know, they brought the jungles back to um, popular culture. That's what The Rock's doing, you know. He's finding a theme and he's sticking to it and bringing back, like, jungle culture and stuff like that. So, you know, more power to him. Can't knock a hustle. Um, and, yeah, so we watched that. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was very, like... Um, how would you say? Oh, sorry. I was saying Paul Giamatti. Um, you know, he does like an Italian accent through like the whole thing. And then he like has to scream the rocks character's name, which is like, oh, I don't even know. Um, I think it's Frank. And he like yells at like the top of his lungs, Frank but it's just, it's in English now. <laughs> like it's not with like an Italian accent. It, it's gold. I, I love it. That was like the, that was like my favorite bit in the film, I think. Yeah, it was awesome. I like Paul Giamatti. He's, um, he's really cool. He's good in most things, eh? It's a cool movie where he pays like a, an FBI analyst in um, this movie called Shoot Him Up. It's like, it's a movie about a gunman shooting people up. <laughs> yeah, the plot sucks, but the action's awesome. It's cool. He, like, shoots the guns with, like, carrots and stuff. And that's, like, his shtick. He just eats carrots because it's good for his eyes. So he can see. And Clive Owen and Monica Bellucci's in it as well. And they're... Monica Bellucci's pretty cool. She's a good... She's, like, a good actress in the sense that she plays like a, a femme fatale really well, you know, like Uma Thurman plays like the bride or like, um, Angelina Jolie plays salt or, um, Millie, Millie Yogovich, Yogovich, um, Yanovich, Yanovich, doesn't matter. Um, she, you know, plays femme fatale in every movie she's in, I think, or the fifth element would be the best example or any resident evil, yeah, so she plays that role, like, really, really well of, like, you know, distraught Italian-American. <laughs> I think she's just Italian, actually. But Clive Owen's sick. I like Clive Owen. He would have been my pick after Daniel Craig to do, like, the James Bond movies, but I think he's getting a bit old now, so I think that ship has sailed. I think they, like, they, like, kind of hinted at it because he played, like, a James Bond-esque figure in, like, the Johnny English movies, the Rowan Atkinson's movies where he plays like Johnny English, who is like the, you know, the not very good Bond. <laughs> He's like, you know, British super spy, but is not like super and he's not that good. Yeah. That, that's a good movie actually. There's like a cool, there's <laughs> like a great, uh, if you ever see Johnny English, then this is a spoiler. Um, you should go and watch it though. It's a great movie. It's a great, Natalie Imbruglia is in it as well. So it's like really, it's, you know, it's a decent cast. And there's this scene where Rowan Atkinson, it's towards the end of the movie, I think, where he's like exposing the, the bad guys or whatever. And he like has to go through this sewer tunnel <laughs> and it's full of poo. It's full of poo everywhere and he gets like poo all over and he finally makes it through and he's like pointing his gun at like the at like the bad guy and you know the 
Yeah, the bad guy says something like, oh, you, what are you going to shoot? He like goes to, he shoots the gun and just like poo gets like pushed out of the barrel. <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, it's great. It's a great scene. You know, he's just so dumbfounded. He's like, you know, cause Rowan Atkinson's of course, Mr. Bean, he's just got like really good facial expressions. So yeah, it works out really well. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll uh, go back to Jungle Cruise. It's, it's not a bad movie. I'd probably watch it again. I wasn't on board with the whole mythical, like, side of the story, but, you know, I won't spoil anything because it's still a fresh movie in people's minds, so I won't spoil anything, but there's a mythical element to it that I just wasn't on board with, (laughs) but for the most part, it was okay. Um, Emily Blunt and, like, The Rock's chemistry was really... It was good, but I feel like The Rock always has good chemistry with most... Um, actors or actresses like his chemistry with um, Kevin Hart is really good and and Jack Black and um, Karen Gilliam and and, and, um, is that all that's in Jumanji? Jack Black, Kevin Hart yeah Um, yeah yeah so you know I think because he's just such a nice dude and whatever yeah I know I like sound like I hate on the rock, but I don't, I don't hate him. You just can't knock Arsenal. I'm just like overwhelmed. I've had to like unfollow him on like my social media because I just can't, I can't deal with like a lot of the, like, it's just so overwhelming. A lot of the stuff, like I'm more than happy to watch his stuff and, um, pay for it or whatever. But yeah, I just don't want to see it on my social media anymore. It becomes quite toxic. Um, as most people figure out on their own accord is that, um, you know, social media is toxic. It's a great marketing tool. And when I eventually figure out how to really work it, I'll be pretty happy. But we all, we all know how toxic that uh, kind of environment is of like the, just putting your highlights on social media or putting your best points. I had like a moment of clarity the other, the other week where I was, um, I was taking uh, my son for a walk and we, we went on this really long walk and I was like, um, I was going to like, like film it, like put it on my um, story or whatever. And then I thought, what do I need to? <laughs> do I need to like have the gratification from others? And like, do I need that? that kind of connectivity in my life when I can just enjoy this moment with my son and then tell people about it. And then they can choose to believe me or not believe me that, you know, it actually happened or not. So I had this, this really great moment where I was like, well, well, I'm not going to feel it. I'm just going to enjoy the moment and live in this moment of just having a good time with my, with my son instead of like trying to, and I'm not saying that people do this, but for me in this moment, I thought, well, maybe I don't need to parade this on social media and portray myself as living this really grandioso life, as it were, to going for walks. How exotic. <laughs> but I, you know, I just thought, well, no, I don't need to. I can... Like when people put up like workout videos when you're not trying to promote a business or like talk about 
fitness and well-being and stuff, it's like, yeah, cool. Like, you're awesome. Do you like working out? It's good you want to show people, but you don't have to throw it at people. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Anyway, um, that, was, that was my only gripe with social media. I'm more than happy to use it, more than happy to be a part of it, but I didn't feel I, I was, like, contributing anything <laughs> to, like, human evolution by, like, wanting instant gratification for just putting up a, a story about me going for a walk with my son. I don't think anyone really needed to see it or there was no demand to see it. You know, if there's demand, then there's action, of course. But yeah, there was no real demand to a, for anyone to see my son walk or me walk. Maybe for my family and friends, like I probably should have so they can see that I'm doing okay. But, you know, anyway, we won't go on about it. But uh, I watched another interesting movie um, called The Tomorrow War. Ray, uh, my son, uh, wanted me to watch Tomorrow War. It's a new Chris Pratt movie. It's newish, I think. It's got J.K. Simmons and um, Yvonne Strakowski, Chris Pratt, and there's another... He was in Godzilla. He was like the African-American dude in Godzilla. The new Godzilla, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Um, that's a decent movie as well. But there's some weird stuff in that that we don't need to talk about. But, um, yeah, so we were watching, we're watching it and I was, I was super into it, eh? I was more on board with it than I thought I was going to be. Because usually, like, future stuff, I'm not... It's not that I'm not okay with. I just find it a little bit hard to relate to. I guess because I'm more of a, a realist, I guess. I'm, I like to be quite practical in my life and I like movies about, like, I'm more of a a, um, a non-fiction fan than, and and things that, things that are fiction but take place in our time. You know, like, um, people that use, like, real, like, make-up stories around real events. You know what I mean? Not banging on about like how Marvel do things but like yeah so like even like the Marvel multiverse stuff I do like that because I like reading it but watching it could be a lot to take in for a lot of people new to Marvel because if you're already aware of it and you already know of its existence it's easier to understand but explaining it to people can be a little bit troublesome I think they did a good thing in Endgame where they showed the linear timeline and how um, timelines are created and and, multi- and multiverses are branched off into that. I think they did a, a pretty good job of that. So um, hopefully it is less confusing, but I dare say I'll have a lot of questions about, you know, from some families and friends about the, the Marvel multiverse, which I'm more than happy to um, field, <laughs> I suppose, field their questions. Um yeah, so I'm like, I'm okay with it, but I'm not, okay? So we're, we're watching The Tomorrow War, and yeah, like I said, I was on board. I didn't really um, I didn't really think the whole, like, Chris Pratt, the spoilers, 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 spoilers. I didn't think the whole story with Chris Pratt and his, like, estranged father was, like, a super necessary story, even though it creates the 
the kind of um, crescendo at the end, it didn't really add. It didn't really. It didn't really add to the already evolving father story that Chris Pratt has with his daughter without like spoiling it without saying too much. Like it, it wasn't like a, a crucial bit of like information that we all needed to. Yeah. Like there was a, there was a moment in the film where everyone just went through the motions. There was a couple of really nice highlights in the film. There was a couple of really good moments in the film. And I think for the most part, like the story was pretty well written um, it, it definitely did a lot better than, say, what's uh, Looper with Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt about the time traveling. Um, it's the same. It was it was in, it was interesting because it wasn't um, a past self going to see a future self or vice versa. It was about um, the past self going into the future to help. Um, a future family member. So it was similar to um, Terminator, the kind of like the Terminator plot a little bit, not necessarily about the Terminators, but more family going back to help family to ensure a, a good future, right? So that's kind of the premise here. So family is going back to get help from family. So, um, so... You know, they go, they go, he goes back, we goes forward rather. And to, yeah, they like their relationship is, is good. It's, it's a nice relationship. It's a nice development, but yeah. So it was, it was, um, it was definitely a better take of that rather than, cause they did, they've done Looper twice. This is a movie they've done before they did, um, after actually, so no, they did before, and then the next one was Gemini Man, and that was the same uh, basis and plot. It was Will Smith is going to fight a younger Will Smith, <laughs> you know, and then they end up working together and they become friends, and yeah, and that didn't work at all for me at all at all. And like the Looper one, like I like Bruce Willis and I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But it didn't work for me at all. <laughs> it's interesting when you get another actor to impersonate a younger version of that actor with like a fake nose. <laughs> like it, it just feels like so like a um, an SNL skit, you know, like it feels like a Saturday Night Live skit. It doesn't ever feel like a movie. And then when you get an actor to play a younger version of themselves in like these kind of action scenarios, it doesn't feel as like organic and um yeah it's 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 a different it's a different thing in an action movie to get an older person to play a younger version of themselves because there's a lot of you can always get stunt doubles and cgi or whatever but you can always like the crucial parts that they film like say them getting in uh, getting up in a chair and you know if you're a 50 year old man you get up different to a 20 year old man in a chair. These are, you know, my observations, right? So, you know, you got to have more spring in your step when you're getting up as a 20-year-old or you, you, you can't have that much spring if you're getting up as a 65-year-old. You know what I mean? So, it's hard It's hard to capture. They, they kind of 
stumbled on this with um there's been two instances that that and these are both great films and they're both great actors and i have the utmost respect for them and if they ever hear this like this is not i'm not downplaying your acting it's just an observation is that in um in in captain marvel there's in there's a scene well that the nick fury so samuel jackson's character plays um, Samuel Jackson plays a young, a nineties version of himself, right? So they do the de-aging and they, um, he plays himself and you can, you can tell <laughs> that Samuel Jackson is playing Samuel Jackson at 68 or whatever he is, is playing a 30 year old or a late twenties Samuel Jackson. And you can see it. You know, because there's a moment where he gets up off the ground, he puts a hand on the knees, like, you know, does like the old, the old older person grunt, you know, and you can see it's not good. And then there's another instance in The Irishman starring the great Rob De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino and Ray Romano and Bobby Cannavale and Stephen Graham's in it as well. <laughs> like, it's such a... It's such a full cast that that movie. Um, anyway, uh, there's there's a scene where Rob De Niro, it's a similar situation. So Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and Rob De Niro throughout the whole film they play younger versions and older versions of themselves. It's actually interesting to see because um, Rob De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci are obviously older, so it's interesting for them to play even older versions of themselves, especially Joe Pesci, man. Like he's so little and he's like playing this old guy in, um, in prison. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. But there's, there's a, there's a moment in the film where, um, he, uh, Robert De Niro's character has to beat up someone and yeah, it's, it's not very good. You know, like he's got, he's, he looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like trying to stomp this guy and, it does not look very realistic and um yeah i wasn't a that was the only down part of that film yeah yeah and actually enjoyed the runtime i actually enjoyed that it went for close to three hours i thought that was a very um because there's a lot of information to unpack in that whole movie and the whole the whole sense of the film which is yeah it made it good i was quite happy to to sit there and watch it obviously I did. <laughs> so going back to like Space Jam, they did some... Looney Tunes was born in a very interesting time of history. And it was a time where our stereotypes and racial kind of... Ah, how would you say? Slander. No, not slander. Because that sounds... That implies that it's mean. Because it's not mean. Looney Tunes are fun, loopy, and they're all lighthearted. You know, it's all... They're all byproducts of the time. I'm not attacking them for that. And this is an attack. It's a mere observation. Is that... Because I've said... I think I've said it before. Like, stereotype humor is my favorite humor. I think it's funny. Uh, It's hilarious. But there's, there's definitely some stereotypes that get portrayed really badly <laughs> like um oh i don't know speedy gonzalez he just says like really mexican things <laughs> like you know he's like it's just so 
over. It's just such a thick. Like I don't imagine any Mexican person sounds like that. Like at all. I think they got like uh, Gabriel Iglesias, you know, the fluffy guy, the fluffy like fat Gabriel Iglesias comedian to play him to like to further perpetuate like a um. A Mexican stereotype, I suppose. I mean, it was definitely more in taste of than like um, Mickey Rooney playing a Chinaman in um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, yeah, that was definitely um, definitely a lot more like racial, uh, racially sensitive than yeah than what we've seen, but. Um, yeah, there was another one, like Foghorn Leghorn. That's his name. Yeah, Foghorn Leghorn. I can't remember his name. Um, but he plays like a Western. It sounds like he's a Western, like... There's <laughs> uh, not a Western, a South. He, he sounds like he owns some property in the Southland, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> he sounds like he's got shares in... I don't know. Some kind of people moving business, if you know if you get what I'm saying. And you know, I, I think it's I think it's funny and it's refreshing to see like those characters, like I said before, like back in popular culture. It's refreshing to see them, but at the same time it's just so I don't know. It sometimes feels dirty when you see like these like ratio stereotypes perpetuated uh not perpetuated like um thrown on on screen you know like it um yeah it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of not necessarily destroying but it's definitely like disheartening to see because of all the progress we make as people you never want to like go back and perpetuate a bad stereotype of like a lunatic and like a lunatic i don't think what i'm saying is i don't think that loon tunes could could should like listen to this and go well there's no more speedy gonzalez because i think that's worse <laughs> i think that's just cancelling you know you're counting that character but i i think it definitely showed um it definitely it's definitely a good thing that they show the character in what the character is but sometimes it can feel like dirty to watch does that make sense yeah like it's it's good to see the characters come back, but sometimes, you know, it sucks because at the end of the day they're born through like this horrible stereotype, like Speedy Gonzalez. You know, like he's he's basically like a mouse, <laughs> and he's brown, and he wears a fucking <laughs> he wears like a sombrero. Yeah, he's <laughs> like. He looks like a Mexican, like, bandito, you know? So, that's it. We made it. This is, um, a little bit shorter. We're only, uh, how long have we been going for? Um, just almost an hour. I think it's a good time to wrap up. Because, like, not much is happening. I have to, like... I think I'll do another one tomorrow. And I'll, yeah, because, you know, stuff... I um, just want to say thanks for listening. Um, it's been a, it's been a good time doing this show, and um, I'm really 
really happy where it's at at the moment. I think there's a couple of like kinks I need to like iron out and stuff, but you know, always improving, always evolving, evolving. And um, I'm re- I'm really happy that um, if you guys are enjoying the show, that's what I'm more happy with. I'm more happy that you guys are enjoying the show and happy with the the kind of content we're making. So you know, and you can always let us know and and follow the journey on um, my mind Instagram. That's m y m n d p d c s t on our Instagram with no vows, of course, my mind podcast with no vows. And you can go and onto the Facebook group and uh, follow that. It's my mind with my mind podcast or my mind with Stephen Taylor, the group or the page. You can follow that and jump in that one, join that group. And I, I put stuff on there and you can also, you can also email me at my mind podcast at gmail.com. I respond to emails. I've been known to, um, you know, they call me Stefan responds to emails, Taylor, as I'm known in certain, uh, certain parties and groups. And you can I, actually, I found this out the other day. You can actually go onto Spotify and you can hit like a little bell next to the follow button and you can get notified on when, um, when, you know, when, when a new episode comes out of your favorite show. Which, of course, this is obviously like top five or top ten or even top hundred of your favorite shows. So you can get a little notification saying that I've done a I've done a show. And then you can go, oh, wow, it's live. I can go I can go listen to it. I don't have to check the Instagram page or whatever. I can just jump onto the Spotify. I think you can do it with Google and iTunes as well. And they let you know that like a, an episode's dropped. But, but, you know, I say this all the time. But you can go and leave a five-star review on iTunes. That would help me out immensely. And, you know, it's a nice thing. Just everyone throws five stars on things. People throw five stars on, like, frivolous things. You know, like car washes and stuff. You can throw it on your... On the mind... On the, come on, do it for old Stefan. You know, I, I gotta eat. You know, you gotta... Come on, I, I deserve a bit of a five-star rating on iTunes. Come on, you, you got to do it for old me. But anyway, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the show and I hope I didn't get too wrapped up in in my stories, yeah, in my, in my life. But look, thank you for sitting and enjoying it and I'll, I'll see you soon. <laughs>